Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. I mentioned not so long ago I did a video and I said, oh wow, check it out. The t-shirt I'm wearing in this video would have matched the story I did in the last video perfectly. But because the shirts come up randomly, it just happened to be that way. But I missed. I missed. Well, now, <laughs> here we are. A shirt that says Canada and a story involving Canada. So the stars are aligning, as they say. A GPS mistake took a 60-year-old driver to the Canadian border where he was arrested with 400 pounds of cannabis and over $600,000 in his car, according to police. This is from Insider.com. A whole bunch of people sent me the story, and that's pretty much what happened. And, and it's an interesting story. So Joshua Zitzer wrote this about the 60-year-old American driver who was arrested last week after taking a wrong turn and ending up at the Canadian border with a huge quantity of cannabis and over $600,000 in cash in his car, according to law enforcement authorities. Now, I must take umbrage. I must take umbrage with the fact they keep calling out the fact the man's 60 years old. And we've heard stories where they talk about old drivers. Old drivers. And they'll say, you know, some... 89-year-old guy was driving the wrong way down the street, you know, and asked, uh, where, where do I find the Kaiser or something? And here they're pointing out the guy's 60 years old, and they keep pointing it out as if that's old. I got news for you, my friends. 60 is a new 50. <laughs> the Royal Canadian Mounted Police said in a news release that the man was following his GPS coordinates, and if that thing told him to drive off a cliff, he probably would have. Uh, they were entered incorrectly, and he mistakenly ended up in the border lineup at Canada's Rainbow Bridge crossing near Niagara Falls, Ontario. And I, I can tell you that I live near an international border crossing. I live near uh, Windsor, Canada, Ontario, right across the river from Detroit. And there are places you'll be driving in that area on the freeways, and it'll say things like, last exit before bridge to Canada. And the implication of that sign is, if you don't want to go to Canada, you better get off. Okay, so those signs are out there. It's a question of which you're paying more attention to, the GPS or reality. And although I love the GPSs and what they do, you still got to double check some of their math. Occasionally, they will send you astray. And I've been sent astray. I remember one time I was driving back from the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, trying to get to a hotel on the west side of the state. I was doing a tour where I was speaking at a bunch of different places. And at 2 o'clock in the morning, it sent me out into the cornfields north of Lansing. And I was looking for a hotel in Lansing. And uh, it kept saying, you've passed it, you've passed it. it I hadn't passed anything except cornfields. And eventually I found out that, that there was something weird about the address. But the GPS couldn't figure it out. So I'm not blaming the GPS there. I'm simply saying the GPSs are not infallible. So the man who got stopped at the border did not have a passport on him, which is now required for crossing the border. I grew up in a time because I'm apparently an old guy. And um, I grew up at a time when you could cross the border into Canada and back by smiling and saying, I'm a U.S. citizen. And they go, oh, okay, we believe you. We believe you. So he did not have a passport on him, and that resulted in him being subject to an inspection. So during the inspection, uh, they found 399 pounds of cannabis, which police say is valued between 270 and 540 in U.S. currency. You'll notice that one of those numbers is half of the other, or the other number is double of the first. 
and you wonder, is there really that big of a disparity in estimating the street value of these kinds of things? They also found over $600,000 in the vehicle, which I'm suspecting is U.S. currency. Quite often, these stories from Canada involve uh, Canadian currency. But the drugs and money were located throughout the car with the contraband in vacuum-packed containers and the cash separated into bundles that were concealed in a safe, a suitcase, and a lockable case, according to the police. So the man's got a safe in his car. No, there's nothing wrong with that. You can do that if you want. Police said the packaging looked like the sort of containers drug dealers or money launderers would use. So if you ever attend a money laundering convention and you're walking through the expo hall and they've got all these people who are pitching their wares to money launderers, there'll be all kinds of people saying, well, we do packaging. We do money packaging. It looks like this. (laughs) So they led, uh, they then uh, issued charges against the man on suspicion of the possession and import of cannabis. They suspect he was possessing it. (laughs) 400 pounds in his car. Yeah, I think he may have been. And also, it is against the law to import the stuff into Canada. And the possession of over $5,000, knowing that all or part of the proceeds were obtained by a crime. So that would be a form of asset forfeiture, But they're saying it's tied to crime, therefore criminal asset forfeiture, which most people, I think, would agree with me, is quite different than civil asset forfeiture. The man appeared in an Ontario court on Monday and remains in custody, according to news releases. The director of the Niagara District Operations for Canada's Border Services Agency said in a statement, the CBSA is extremely proud of the diligence shown by our officers. Their hard work has a profound impact on continually assuring public safety at our borders. And I have to tell you that we talked recently about, for instance, whether they can ask you to unlock your electronic device at the border and how one court has said that re-entering America, uh, they can't force you to do that on an electronic device, but that was a, a court out of New York. Okay, So it's not necessarily the law across the nation just yet. But there's this weird gray area. And so let's suppose you leave the country, you go to Canada. You go to Canada, you come back, you want to re-enter the U.S., okay? So you cross over a bridge, for instance, there's quite a few bridges into Michigan from Canada, or through a tunnel, believe it or not, underneath the Detroit River, and, and, and you get stopped. And so they stop you on the American side. You are in the United States of America. You are. You are in. However... You've been stopped by border people, and the border people have the job of examining you to determine whether you should be allowed in, detained, or sent back. They can just say, "Ah, for whatever reason, we're sending you back. Let's suppose you showed up without a passport. They could just say, sorry, go back and find your passport. So you're at this stop, and like I said, you're in the United States, but you haven't gotten through the guards yet. And so there's going to be this scrutiny, and it happens on both sides. So a couple of years ago, I drove to New York, upstate New York, and I did it by crossing through Canada. And so I went through this exercise of being examined by the Canadian people, then being examined by the American people, then coming back, being examined by the Canadians, and being examined by the American. What's really funny is how often they'll ask you just basic questions, 
and you know they're going to do this. They're going to ask you basic questions. <laughs> but because you anticipate them asking you the basic questions, you start overthinking this stuff in your head, and they're asking basic questions just to see if you slip up or if you appear to be nervous. But of course, if you start overthinking it, then you get nervous. And so a couple of years ago, on kind of a, a whim, I thought it'd be funny, and it turned out it was, it's also fun, uh, I went to a radio station in New York, and I played classic rock for one shift at WLLW, where they do Shut Up and Rock 101.7. <laughs> and I still have that mouse pad on my desk. And so I went over there for a, uh, for a day, and I, and, I, and I played classic rock music for a five-hour shift, and I came home. And so as I was coming through, and I believe it was when I was re-entering America, the guy goes, what were you doing in Canada? And I said, well, I'm just driving through. I'm coming from New York. So then what were you doing in New York? I said, I was a guest disc jockey at a radio station, and I played, I played music for five hours. The guy looks at me, he goes, what format? <laughs> classic rock. And he goes, cool, go on in. And so, you know, what, what, what's the format? I mean, it's kind of funny. I mean, it was just one of those things. But it's a natural follow-up question, I guess. I mean, were you playing polka music, classic rock, or, or, or Bulgarian chant? You know, what, 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 what format were you doing? So it was an interesting question, but I actually know people. Uh, it's never happened to me. But I've known people who, for whatever reason, got stopped at the border into or coming out of Canada there at the Windsor-Detroit crossing, and were subjected to, to some rather intrusive searches. And I remember back in 1979 or 1980, I forgot the exact year. So 1970, 1980, 1979-1980, uh, a friend of mine was driving around with his then-girlfriend, and uh, she, she, she was talking about different places they'd been and where they go and so on. And she mentioned, I've never been to Canada. How can you live in Detroit? Never been to Canada. It's just right there. And she said, no, I've never been to Canada. And he goes, oh, you want to go? And she goes, well, what do we need to do? And she goes, he goes, nothing. He goes, just you, we'll cross the border. We'll drive around. We'll come back. You can see Windsor. So as they're crossing the border, uh, going into Canada, one of the agents asked a question about marijuana. And back then, it was much less common that people would admit they have it on them and so on as they might now, because of the way the laws have changed over the last few decades. And um, apparently her reaction led them to believe that they might want to search her purse. And they searched her purse, and they found some in there. And my friend, when he's telling me the story, said, Steve, he goes, you know something? He goes, I should have asked her. By the way, we are going to another country. We're going to go through border security. You don't have any on you, do you? Because she would have said, yeah, I do. But apparently, he didn't ask the question, and instead, it was Border Patrol asking the question. And I don't know if she lied or if she answered truthfully, but either way, he goes, we got pulled over, a truck got torn apart, and we got taken into rooms where we got to disrobe and uh, get inspected. And he was describing the process, and it was rather humiliating the way he described it. But again, he admits that it was his fault for not explaining to his girlfriend we're going to another country. They don't mess around. So do you have anything on you that might get us in trouble? But anyways, and at that point, the guard said, and by the way, you're not admitted to country because of what we found on you. Turn around and go back. So he goes, on top of all that, uh, we didn't really get to see Windsor, <laughs> except from afar. So 
Here we got a story about a 60-year-old driver. And again, I take umbrage. I take umbrage. A GPS mistake took a 60-year-old driver to the Canadian border where he was arrested with 400 pounds of cannabis and over $600,000 in his car. And it sounds like from the story, he was never intending to go to Canada. He was simply driving someplace in the U.S. to another place in the U.S. And had he not made that wrong turn, probably would have gotten there and uh, either gotten more cannabis with that cash or sold that cannabis for more cash. But as it is right now, he's zeroed himself out with both of those things. And he's got some issues with the fact that he's locked up in Canada. So it's from Insider.com. Joshua Zitzer wrote it. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Leto's Law. Try to be a rainbow in someone's cloud.